Hello, my name is Daniel, creator of Zero Waste Daniel, a line of gender-free clothing and accessories all made from upcycled scrap fabrics here in New York City. Hi, I'm Chris DeRosa. I'm a television producer who is responsible for making some of your favorite reality shows. I'd tell you which ones, but I'm not sure if I'm legally allowed. I'm super into sustainability. And I'm trying to be less of a garbage person. We're going to answer your questions, some about creating less waste, and some about taking out the trash in your life, human or otherwise. Then we'll review some products, trends, and services that claim to be saving the planet. Will we give them our stamp of approval? Or will we ultimately come to the conclusion that this is not sustainable? Unlike what Karen Carpenter sang, the Christmas rush is not through. Oh, I was like, why do birds suddenly appear? There's no birds. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was raised Jewish. And although I don't really identify as religious, I only found out about the Carpenter's Christmas album this year. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. Okay, you know that you're speaking to a human being that like knows it front, like both of them, the really famous ones, like front back, like, on repeat, you can ask Hassan when he gets here about how much I love the Carpenters, like Christmas. It's another level. Like my friend Laura bought me a Carpenters Christmas album for my birthday in July. Know what I mean? Like, oh, like, yeah, like okay, for it, my July twenty second birthday. There. Like, she's like, here's the Carpenters Christmas album on vinyl, and I was like, this is the bestest gift I've ever received. So yeah. that's who you're speaking to. Well, um, I'm th- glad. Karen Carpenter got that down so that you could, could say yes, right. So anyway, the point is um, <laughs> the it's Christmas rush Christmas. is no, but I'm cr- out of my mind crazed. What what's I you? like? Notice know that my friend. P.S. I have a I have a plan on January second. If you want to come do this with me, you can. I don't think you're going to want to, but on January second, me and a bunch of friends are going to do what they did in Broad City, where you go up to the very tippy top of Manhattan and walk all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. Um, and my friend texted me and was like, "Hey, are we still on for January second? And also, like, we should like make like a meeting place and a time. Like, we should like have real details." And I literally texted her back. Yes, you were right, but I do not have the bandwidth to do this right now. So I'm going to do it tomorrow, which is today, which I still haven't done. And she was like, oh, you don't have any time off during the, like, you're not down at all. Like, as in like, you're not, you're still working right through the holidays. And I was like, no, I'm unemployed, but I simply still don't have enough bandwidth to do everything. I love how you say unemployed as if you've never worked. Like you're between. I mean, that's what it is. Jobs. You're, you're, you, you yes. work on a contract. I'm a basis. freelance person, but you're like when I'm not employed, I'm unemployed. Okay. I, first of all, fine. And <laughs> second of all, it does sound like a lot of fun. And third, you're right. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so it's, yeah, um, I knew that you didn't want to, but no, yeah. I like would except not January 2nd for so many reasons. Yes. One, I don't know what day of the week that is. Um, and I am employed. And Wait, you have things to do. No, that's, yeah. Regardless. Um, regardless. Two is that I, I feel like I am in, like, my winter state where, like, I don't want to do anything and I will make plans and cancel them constantly because I can't bear the thought of going outside. I just can't bear it. God. So, yeah, so walking outside all day long for miles is not what you want to do. It's the opposite of what I feel like I want to do. 
I would do it on your actual birthday. That's yeah, like that's fun. in July. No, but see, that yeah. doesn't sound fun to me because that's like a sweat mask to me. Anyway. Oh, I love New York in the summer. Oh, I love I when like it's so hot, people no. just start going insane. Dear God, no. That's the, my least favorite time. We're so um, we're so alike in so many ways and so different in so many ways. I know. We're, you're the yin to my yang. Yeah. We really are. Look, and we're wearing basically the same thing, but I have like a gray hoodie on and you have a black hoodie on. We're basically in and yang. Okay, anyway, we need to really stop. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Okay, but so the second part of this is that I feel like I'm shutting down for the like foreseeable like next two weeks sort of. Like it is a lot of emotional energy for me to put my life and business out there on the internet, along with making all the orders and shipping them all on time and doing all of that stuff. And now I don't want to even look at my cell phone. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to watch any more Christmas movies. Like I, I, you know what I really want to do? I want to clean my closet and my storage. I, that's what I've been doing. I've been cleaning my closet and getting rid of clothes. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you do know what I want to do. No, and that's, and it's like, I feel so crazed and I'm just like, every day I'm just crossing things off of a list and then it's just like another whole list like appears. Yes. it's And I, I like to do those like hibernation, like deep cleans where like, it's not, we're not, we're not dusting. We are like getting rid of the things that we will never use in 2020. Oh no, I told you that I went to, like I bought furniture to put in my closet and redid every, yes. like went through every single drawer and every closet that I have and like reinforced my closet that was like falling down because I have so many clothes. And like, I did like power drills were happening like in my yeah. life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was doing. So yeah, as much as this is riveting, the thing that we really want to talk about is like, I said to you the other day, I've literally, I go on Instagram and when I tell you like an entire panic attack comes over my body and I don't mean, and I'm using that in the true sense of the word. I'm not being like, I get a little bit anxious and so blah, blah, like truly. No, this is not hyperbole. We're talking about like panic disorder level. I'm talking like my heart rate rises. I start breathing shallow. I -hmm. like can't catch my breath. I'm Mm -hmm. like, and like. I get so stressed out and I have no idea why I'm sure like some. What is particularly triggering? Just like everything is like a video now Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And it's always like some weird song that's like over modulated. So it's like blaring and like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's not good. And like, it's blaring and like, sounds horrible. Or it's like that TikTok voice. That's like, I tried to do the blah, blah, blah. And so I went here and I'm like, that makes me like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Or, yeah. and it's like people doing weird things. Like, I just want to see like my friend, like in Christmas pajamas, like with their dog. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to see. Yeah. And I'm seeing like yeah. weird people dancing and like things and people are sending you things. And like, did you see this? I'm like, no, I don't care. Like just, it's so much noise. And it's just like a cacophony of like things I don't want to deal with. Yeah. And every yeah. time I, and, and the memes and, and, and the, and then there's all the political stuff and then there's, uh, you know, headlines and bad news around the world. Everything. And it's like, lot. I'm not even getting to the bad news and politics and like all the COVID shit. Like I'm getting to like people being like, I made this video of me dancing in my living room and it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And the worst song ever is playing. And that's what I'm like being like affronted with at 9am. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. I have a I have a funny relationship to social media because I'm not very active socially on it, but I try and post a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, like, but you also have a business that, like, you yeah yeah you I have, have a, a reason business. you have a reason outside of just yourself to like be on it. 
but it's but it's backwards because I don't really I don't scroll that much. I don't yeah. like open and look around. So it's sort of funny. Oh, you're saying like you are posting a lot, but you're yeah. not like I'm I not like it. the only place where I'm really scrolling these days is TikTok, and that's getting to be a lot for me. Well, we famously know I like literally don't even know how TikTok works, so I'm not there. Right. So yeah. I mean, I yes, I I'm looking forward to feeling like it's between Christmas. And New Year's no one needs anything or wants anything from me no one's like desperate for sustainable fashion content I can like yeah, <laughs> yeah like people like have plans for once and that's the other thing not for uh, I'm gonna be so people are gonna like literally tell me I'm a horrible person when I say this but not for nothing like I mean, I'm a busy person you're a busy person we like have things to do and I feel like a lot of people don't and I feel oh, like, yeah. and they just have time to like text you about stupid stuff and be, bother you. And so now it's like everyone kind of has plans. So it's like a little bit of a, maybe, I don't know. Is that horrible for me to say? I think that many people don't have the inspiration to create something and share it on the internet for their business, whatever it is. But those same people want to share about their lives I'm sort of like the opposite of that where I want to make things and share my process and mm -hmm. make content, mm -hmm. but I don't really like doing that is all consuming. So I don't to zone out and relax. I don't look at other people's content. I do other things, you know, read a book or cook something or whatnot. And then a lot of times when I'm cooking or doing those things, I'm like, Oh, I should be filming this for my Instagram. And Mario's like, no, just chill, just enjoy your life. You don't yeah. have to share every single thing you're doing. But I do feel like there's a lot of pressure to capture it all and share it all and make it perform for you. It's, it's It makes me psychotic. Yeah, no, it's really not. It's very not sustainable. No, in my not. opinion. And we talked about that with Anthony last week. Like it, like he was like, I like don't feel like I do a good enough job. But I was like, but who cares? I, I don't know. Loved our chat with Anthony. I thought that was such a great yeah. juicy episode. So juicy. Um, but yeah, um, no, I think you're right. It's very weird. I don't know. There's just so much pressure. And then it's one of those things where it's like, I did used to like go on Instagram to like zone out and like relax and just kind of be like, Oh, here's like a beautiful photo or like, here's my friend somewhere that like looks nice. Like it's like a way to catch up with your, you know, see what people are doing in a good way. And now it's just like, I feel like the app is just like screaming at me. Yeah, well, I mean, ever since they sold it to Facebook, it's just really... Down the shitter is what it is. It's gone downhill. It's confusing. There's too many things. Algorithmically, everyone is screwed. So. I've, sent, I've sent you, like, the people, like, with, like, the products that they're trying to sell that I'm like, I don't need a water bottle with a half-naked man on it. Like, I really don't. No. And, you know, I, I think in terms of sustainability, what I'm trying to achieve is a balance in my life that I can sustain, which is running a business that supports my life and lifestyle and being able to market and promote that business in a way that is both affordable and engaging for an organic audience. And the whole idea of like being shadow banned, needing to promote things, like having to spend money on Facebook ads, like all of that is so insane, insane to me. <laughs> I'm like, this is yeah. a business. It should be just, business as usual but we're in this like wild west of the internet that well, i hate i was doing something in the pandemic called side eye reviews where i was reviewing things on my like a, my instagram stories of like different yep. shows and like i would do some of the like more 
famous shows, but like a lot of them were shows that like I watched that maybe people wouldn't have seen. And so I was kind of like giving people like rec recommendations on shows that they should watch that I, and like tell you how, what I thought about them and if I liked them or not. And I remember like doing it. And then I remember being like, okay, like this is such an uphill battle if I really wanted to like make this into something. And it wasn't just like for fun. And right. I wanted to like make it like its own thing. And I kept saying like, I don't want to have Instagram like own all of this. Well, and, and like be able, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want it to like all be on Instagram. Cause then what happens if I get shadow banned or like, blah, blah, like basically like all my, I'm like just giving all of the power to them. And it was like, so I stopped doing it honestly, because I was like, I don't want to like spend so much time doing this for nothing. And then like have to try to put money into it. Like, that's not the point of this. And it's like not I, fun anymore at that point. And like, I feel like I've been on this hamster wheel of like chasing success basically since college but the idea that specifically in like fashion, like the idea that you needed to have some level of celebrity before you started your brand yeah. really became a thing right as I was graduating college. And like Sofia Vergara was like doing a line for Kmart. <laughs> like yeah. what was that? And then all a of a sudden. A fat check. Seemed, that's what that was. That's a fat check, right? Yeah. But like, I can't, I could be a better designer than Sophia yeah, but it doesn't Vergara, matter. <laughs> but I cannot compete because yeah, I was no. not on Modern Family. Yeah. So like this idea that you need to have that already to start succeeding at something that most people train much of their lives to do is really frustrating. Well, think about even with, even with podcasting, a lot of people say like, you should have like, I, many people didn't say this to me personally for this podcast, but like many other things, people were like, well, you kind of need someone that has a following already to like break through anymore. Well, and uh, that's exactly what I was going to say about social media. It's like, why bother either creating a new account or doing a new project or making an, a, an account for your new project, unless you either already have a following or you somehow know what to do. And yeah. I feel like we have been, I, in my opinion, enormously blessed that our TikTok is performing as well as it is because to have your job, have my job, do this podcast as a, a third project and then also create and maintain the social media for it is, I mean... Too much. I, like, it takes entire teams of people to do yeah. this. Or sometimes, like, someone is on a television show and that's why they're yes. already famous. No, yes, like, yeah. So I feel like, you know, the the world is conspiring to find new ways to sort of, like, keep people where they are. And that has always been something that I feel about the advent of social media. It's great because it allows people to come together and find each other and promote themselves in ways that the powers that be had not led us in the past. But at the same time, it seems like those same powers are always looking for a way to oh, yeah, I feel like it, no. rubby hands on things. Agree. I feel like we're getting rain. I feel like they got the hook out and we're like getting blopped right off the stage. You know what I mean? Like yep. hard. And totally. now they're showing me like, oh, cause you follow this person. Here's this post. I'm like, I don't want to see to quote the queen, Valerie Cherish, I don't I want, want to, to see that. See that. I don't, don't want to see, see that. that. <laughs> I don't want to see that. The best thing to ever exist. Yeah, it's really incredible. Well, the other thing Hassan and I say to each other all the time is, well, I got it. Well, I got it. 
But yeah, um, like I don't, I literally don't want to see, I would follow this person if I wanted to see this and I don't, but yet you're showing it to me. Well, I'm going to make a recommendation that I might do for myself. But last year at New Year's, I did a massive unfollow. I unfollowed oh, I probably like half the people that I was following and it reduced my social media anxiety at least by 70%. So I might do it again. Um, and if it's you who I'm unfollowing, you might not know because I mute a lot of people. Oh, that's so, a good, yeah. You know, you uh, it also just follow. isn't, but that's the other thing too, is like, it's just not what it used to be. No, no, of course not. Like that's it's the thing is like, I don't, used to be. it's not even that it's like unfollowing people. That's just like, it's not what it used to be. I'm just going to go all the way left for a second and tell you that I have a close friend, uh, my friend Dan, who I've been friends with since summer camp when we were kids. Mm -hmm. He writes letters to me and has, we've, we've been pen pals like our whole lives. Wait, that's like, and I'm like, yeah, not only is it cute and super heartfelt, but it's like the, like, cockroach version of communication like yeah. nothing can kill this friendship because we will just write each other fucking letters yeah you know what i mean but like social media is working to harm our relationships with people we like with people we don't know with companies with it's very very confusing so maybe in 2022 I will post less and write more people letters. I am also going to have to go because Kira just came in the room with a stick of fire. So please excuse okay, me well, for a moment. On that note, why don't we just take a break and come back with our guests? Okay. Well, the butter crisis is under control and we're back <laughs> Our special guests for our special episode, I have my husband and you have your boyfriend. This is Mario. Hello. And Hassan. Hi. You know, we want we want to treat you just like anybody else uh, who we would have here on this podcast. So I think I want to start by asking you guys just where you're at in terms of sustainability. What does that mean to you? Hassan, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um... I think I do. I think I do it. I am. Um, I'm sustainable. I think in the <laughs> sense that I try, I'm conscious of it. I think about it when I'm making decisions. I weigh my consequences sometimes, you know, bag salads, I think are my least sustainable thing that I do. And when I need a bag salad, I'm like, I need some vegetables. So I feel like overall I'm at a good place with sustainability. I, um, before I met Chris, I was doing things that in my own practice, like just composting. I was like, hey, I live in the city and I feel like this place around me probably can take my compost or probably has a garden somewhere. And right across from my apartment was a drop-off location. And I was like, this isn't hard to do. So I got a big Tupperware container that I was like not using. And I started doing it that way. And then slowly by surely, I feel like when you do an activity, you're just, you're more conscious. You're like, well, I'm composting. Why am I using all this plastic? So I started carrying more bags with me. Like just, it just starts building upon just a practice one at a time. And it's not something that I like flipped a switch one day and it was doing differently. It was just slowly. I mean, you are the poster child for how to do this. I'm obsessed. I love that answer. But that's also like, I feel like we talk, we've talked about this before, but that's like, I feel like composting is a great first step 
and then and it's, it's so and it's easy. like very easy and you like see the results very quickly and like it's you see like oh my god this is all the food that would like go into the garbage that can now be like put into make soil with you know what i mean yeah yeah and if you're listening right now and you're questioning whether oh you god. want to do composting or not your garbage smells a lot less when you compost yeah i said that in like one of our first episodes like, like yeah it really is less like I don't change the garbage I maybe once a week. And honestly, that's a blessing because we have to take the steps downstairs to bring it outside. So if I can avoid those, I love it. Yeah. I mean, there are so many benefits, so many small actions, so many reasons. Uh, and I think that what you are proving is that you can adopt a lot of them and live more sustainably without changing your entire life or like having to live on a commune or wear like hemp skirts or whatever and like we live in cities so like in theory it's the hardest for us to actually compost something like if you have a yard like you could have a compost bin like you i know you have one you guys have one but like you have a back a little backyard which is like a coveted thing in new york like if you like live in a place that you drive you know it's not a walkable city and you have like somewhat of a yard or a back porch like you could be composting yourself like you don't need to use a service or like go to other right correct Yes, and if yep, you're yep. gardening, you could be using your own compost yeah. to grow your own garden. What do you do? Okay, so the compost goes in your bin that you like roll mm-hmm. and it like rolls around or whatever. What happens mm-hmm. next? So it takes about three months to make a batch of compost. Um, and then that compost is going to go into our garden. We moved in winter of last year, so it's just coming up on a year that we're here. And this spring, we're going to be building some planters and and beds Cute. to use the compost. That'll yeah, be so fun. And so that's so basically like in three like three months after you start composting all of it, but do you keep adding stuff, or is that it doesn't matter? Yeah, because it's two barrels. So one is like closed and has the compost going all the time, and then the other one is the one that you're opening and adding to for three months, and then you. Empty the oh, one. there's multiple situations happening. Yeah, there's like two chambers. Okay, got it. I saw one that what you'd stack them on top of each other, and then they sort of fall through these like weird, like slighted open, like slots of like sieves, like a yeah. sieve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different styles that, that work for many different types of homes. Yeah, so like if you're thinking like, oh, I can't do this, like you can. So I mean, Period. redirect, <laughs> Mario. Do you want to tell us? Where you're at. This this is interesting. This is interesting because like, I feel like I've heard a little bit about like you starting to adopt these things when you guys were starting to date. But I think like, I'm just interested to hear like how, because obviously Daniel's whole brand is about sustainability. So it's interesting to hear as someone coming in to that, what it was like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it it do take a certain level of sustainability to get married to zero waste Daniel. Wow. Um, but I was I was not woke to the movement at at all, um, truly. Um, and I have made so many changes, and it, it's I think I'm I'm really like walking talking proof that like you can just make all of these changes, and then your life is different, and then you're like living sustainably mm-hmm. uh, as sustainably as you can when you live in Brooklyn and in an urban lifestyle. Um, but that's not the point. The point is like, we're doing better. Um, 
and we are composting and we are, you know, really uh, conscious of what we're bringing into the house and consuming. And um, originally um, when we met, um, I recycled like a normal person. Um, I think like, I think you're a monster if you don't recycle. Um, so that's like base level. And other than that, I was just going to the grocery store and buying um, whatever. I will say I really, um, food is always like a big touch point for me when it comes to sustainability. Um, I love food. I love cooking. I love eating food. I love eating other people's food. I love going out to eat. And uh, I found that it wasn't as hard for me because I wasn't eating a ton of processed food that came in uh, crazy packaging. There were changes that had to be made, like, oh, maybe not this, maybe this instead of that. Mm -hmm. um, let's think about that little film of plastic. Um, but I think that was like the first place where I was like, well, I like cookies from the bakery and they already come in cardboard. So uh i don't have to change that and this is fun and um what daniel did when we started dating was like make it make it fun the grocery store was was a was a date for us um for the first uh little bit of a while that we were getting together that was like wow this is magical um and it still is kind of like that um so in what yeah. way um in what way um i feel i felt like i was learning but it was fun um to be like, this is better and this is going to taste better. Um, and this is this is something, uh, these are like easy changes. Cause yeah. I think it can be daunting sometimes. Wait, tell me, okay, so wait, I wanna bring it all the way back. Like, so you walk into the grocery store together, what happens? I just wanna, okay, cause yeah, I feel like this is important. I feel like- Like before Amazon um, bought it, we don't do that anymore, uh, which is fine. But like, it's just you know, it's Amazon now. Yeah, copy. Um, yeah, so that's where we're in setting the scene. Here we are. <laughs> Wait, Daniel was like, I saw plush horses in Amazon the other day. That was on, was that on an episode or was that just in our lives? I forget like what has been recorded or I was into Whole Foods and I saw like this whole like Amazon plush toy wall and I was like, what dystopian hell am I living <laughs> at Whole Foods? Yeah, I'm like so confused. Horrible. I haven't been horrible. to Whole Foods in forever, but I can't imagine that used to be plush. it used to be just like a Organic haven. Yeah, they you know what I mean. And now it's like just like garbage. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, okay. Anywho, sorry, I'm getting this on Ruined by Daddy Bezos. Yeah, yeah. We would go, and like, I feel like the butcher counter is a good, uh, a good place where like we like life hacks is kind of uh, Daniel do love a hack, um, and like normally they would put it in the plastic and they would give it to you that way and put the butcher paper over. Um, and he was like, we don't have to do that. We can go to the section where they have the food, the hot food that comes in the cardboard containers, just grab a couple of containers and bring it over to them. Oh, like and use the little folding container and say, just put my raw meat in here. And I was like, this is genius. Yeah. But also I was like, this is crazy. They're not going to let us do that. And he's like, they, they want your money, but also yeah, they, they don't and care. That, like, yeah. Money. The butcher could care like, less. Care. Yeah. They will let you do that. They will absolutely let you do that. And they did. And that became like, oh, I can get meat this way. And it was actually like, hey, here's my containers. Like, I like that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and then they and then they became Amazon. And it was like one person was like, you can't do that for sanitary reasons. And I was like, yes, I can. Um, and it really, um, no, it wasn't sanitary reasons. They said that they thought that we were going to take the containers and then go re-weigh them. 
them and weigh them as if yeah oh got it yeah, and that I doesn't was even like, register in my brain like, i mean it takes a horrible person to even think of doing right like here i yeah, am but they think you're like, like yeah. and, and they're like you're gonna be bad people and i'm like you're already bad people so i have to go and so i feel like from from there it's like a journey because then i was like i'm not going there anymore that's ridiculous yeah so then it's like do some research and now i'm like i'm gonna go to this local place yeah. that like is really nice to me um and takes my actual containers if i bring them um and we'll just like do that and like have a conversation with me and not be like you're gonna steal from me because i'm not gonna i'm not trying to steal yeah. from you. they think you're like lifting like lifting fillets you know what i mean like that you're like trafficking yeah. fillets out of whole foods yeah which like but speaking of lifting it is sort of like exercising right like it's like we exercise the muscle of like thinking differently mm -hmm. and we got the like more sustainable containers and we brought them over to the butcher section and then by the time we were like ready to leave Whole Foods. We started going to a butcher that would really take our containers, except we realized that it was astronomically more expensive. And at first that's like kind of scary, but then it started getting us into a new phase of sustainability, which was cutting down our meat intake. Mm -hmm. You know, now we're going for like farm fresh. We're eating, I mean, red meat is like maybe once a month, every six to eight weeks. Um, and the whole way that we're engaging with just meat in general is more sustainable. It's less, it's from a better source, it's in more reusable packaging, but it happens slowly over time. Yeah, and it, it, it's worth it. Oh. No, go ahead, go. For me, for me, it's like, I mean, I'm a ridiculous person, so it's a little bit like Groundhog Day. Every time I go, I order the meat, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You know how it's, this is ridiculous. It's so expensive. And then, like, we cook it, and then I eat it, and I'm like, wow, that, that yeah. goddamn, that's good. And it that tastes much better good. than, like, the shitty-ass, like, random steak yeah. that, like, is in the plastic that's, like, God only knows what. Yeah. And then and six like, weeks why later, is yeah. this so cheap? And why is this so disposable? And like, why is this all these things that make me uncomfortable? And then you need something really good. And although you paid more for it, it's interesting too, because you'll pay more for it, but you'll still pay less than you would for something shitty in a restaurant. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think, okay. I want to go back to more hacks. Cause I think that's really, I, I want to go back to more. We got on a tangent of whole foods being evil, but I want to, um, Another thing I think that's interesting is that like, especially with Hassan and I, like we love like a, a personal relationship. And I feel like you probably like know your butcher now at this point. Right. Correct. Love that. We know the butcher. We know all the people at the bulk store. Obviously Katarina was on the yes. podcast with us, but um, those have become some like really regular activities for us. You can ask Hassan as well. Like we love to go into like a store and be like chatting them up and like getting to know them. And like, you know, like that's, I love like a, a personal connection to where your Being food is coming versus just like going to the store and they don't fucking care or know who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel the same way. Personal connections is how I got through life. So it's something I'm really good at and it makes me want to go back. I don't really mind spending a little bit more money on something if um, I think it's just, it just feels good. And like hearing your relationship with your butcher, it's actually quite nice. I grew up in a really Islamic family. So we only went to a butcher to get meat and I was, when I left the nest, I became one of those people who ate like ShopRite meat. And my mom was horrified. She didn't know for years, I think. Like, till this day, she probably thinks I get my meat from a halal butcher. But we, um, somewhere along the lines, I went for stuff that was easier to do, which was just go to 
a Trader Joe's and pick up a thing, but I'm kind of interested in building a relationship with my butcher. I actually don't have one. We don't have, I don't think there is one near us. I think there is. We live in Hoboken. I know, but I'm serious. There's a statement that they say about Hoboken. They say that if you don't find it in Hoboken, it's because you're not looking hard enough. Which I was, when the first time I heard it, I was like, that's spicy. Like, that's a statement to say, like, who says things like that? But I find, I find it to be very true. Like, if I ever need something here, um, it's usually within walking distance. I haven't found one that's not, like, at a grocery store that's, like, a known grocery store yet. It's also interesting because I feel like you have to, part of sustainability is, like, that whole idea of sort of co-opted community resources and sometimes you just have to start thinking differently. Like if you're not friends with a butcher, do you have a friend who owns a restaurant? Are you mm-hmm. close with a local restaurant? Yeah, Can so you just like start putting in on their bulk ordering? Yeah, be like, hey, yeah. A lot of times, like if you're helping someone purchase a resource, it drives their cost down. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's a good tip. Yeah. That's a very good tip. Mm-hmm. And um, that reminds me of the restaurant depot hack. So our going up again, our family only ate halal meat and Restaurant Depot carries like frozen halal meat like products. So like chicken nuggets, things like that. Um, and so my family, we would, someone in the family would go to Home Depot. I mean, Home Depot. Wow. Someone in the family would go to Restaurant Depot and they would just buy like a 30 pound box of chicken nuggets. And then like we would just split it amongst all the families. And I'm like yeah. there's like uncles and aunts that are involved that I didn't mention in the beginning, but like that's, a, I feel like that's a good way of sus- being sustainable. Cause we're not, we're offsetting costs. We're getting it together. Maybe they're using plastic, but I think it's better than going to a shop, right? Well, everyone going to Trader Joe's and buying like a personal version of the yeah. chicken nuggets in a plastic, right? And it will last us months. Yeah. Like, you know, something we've done with the business is uh, working with different factories, cut down on our, individual plastic bags, which is sort of what you're talking about with the chicken nuggets, right? So if you're getting a 30 pound bag, it's one bag and it's a 30 pound bag. If you're getting individual, you know, 16 ounce bags or whatever, then it's all those extra little bags. So with the clothing, we have gotten orders of, you know, we'll work with the factory and make 300 units. And normally they would put each one of those 300 units in an individual single use plastic bag. But instead we got the whole order in three bags. And that is, you know, A, they're reusable, B, it's Mm. cutting down significantly. And, you know, it it starts reframing how they are packaging things for other people as well. So I think you're right. It's more sustainable. I was in a Target, not to put Target on the map, but I was in a Target, what, two days ago yesterday to like for last minute things that I needed to get before Christmas. And in the boxes that they, they had like cardboard boxes with like stuff that they were stocking the shelves with. Like it was all the stock that they needed to put on the shelves. And it said on the side of the box, don't break this box down, ship it back to the, like, like, like don't basically like they're going to reuse this instead of just breaking this cardboard box down, they're going to use the same cardboard box and send it back so that they can then get more stock. Is that real or not? I don't know, but that's what it said on the side of the box. So I would assume I'm, I would, I can only trust that that's real. Yeah. But I think the pandemic has exacerbated people's need for sustainable systems Mm -hmm. because when it's not so easy to get all these people working in a, whatever kind of factory over time paying shitty wages, then you have to suddenly think, okay, well, we can't get more boxes that easily. How do we get our boxes back? Yeah. Um, Like we already have this. So instead of like throwing it away, how do we, yeah. Supply chain. 
my God, don't get, yeah. me, don't get me started. Okay, I want to shift back really quickly. Any more any more grocery store hacks or things that you guys yes. kind of do at the grocery store? Because I think that's really helpful. Even just the meat thing was like, I was like, oh. And that to me was like something, like you just taught me in that moment. So, and I think people really want like takeaways. So like go back while you're walking into the grocery store. You went to the meat counter already. What else are you doing? Like, I mean, produce to begin with, you don't need to use the plastic. Yeah, I, I don't use them. Not, I don't use them at all. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I'm so snobby about it too. I was like, oh my God, like, so many plastic bags in that cart. Look at that cart. What um, about like if it has the compostable plastic bags? Like, do you guys even use those? I know. So yeah. as far as I know, like compostable, like those bags just mean that they can be composted in the right circumstances under the right conditions, but that's just not happening. No one's, they're not, not no one, but they're not being composted. A lot of compostable cutlery, like the plant-based plastics have to be in really high temperatures and extreme, you know, industrial compost situations to break down. Happen, yeah. If you want something to be actually composted in your little home composter, you're looking for something that either says home compostable on the packaging or you're looking for things that are actually natural materials. Okay. So if you're thinking yes, like, like an I want to use compostable forks, then like get those little wooden ones. Uh, I want to use paper plates, like get the ones that look like they're made from bits of recycled paper and not the shiny like Dixie ones because yes. the ones that look like they're going to fall apart will actually fall apart and compost. That's what's intended to, to happen. Yes. Um, I would say like other good like little hacks and things. Um you know, if you aren't bringing your own reusable bags, just like look for the paper bags. You know, there's always a section that has, like just because something isn't in a section doesn't mean it's not in the store. So a lot of times they'll give you those like plastic bags to use in the bulk section. But if you just go over to the coffee section, there's like tons of paper bags. So you can grab those and bring them over to your bulk section. Mm -hmm. I like to look for what I need and then use it, you know? Yeah. Be resourceful also, within the within the store a really good hack is to just start by asking for what you need so if you're at like a deli counter or if you're at like a service counter where you need something i usually start by saying hey can you do me a favor and wrap this in paper and then like we've started the transaction that way now that you know <laughs> that you're going to wrap this in paper and if you're going to be messing with a worker's normal flow where like maybe they're used to putting in a, a plastic bag or a plastic container, like, you know, a cheese counter or something. Don't do it at rush hour. Wow. Very good point. That's so funny. Cause I was just about to say like for everybody out there, um, <laughs> like sometimes the people who are working, it's part of their routine. Like it's involuntary to do these things and they're gonna mess it up. Leave them alone. Leave those nice people alone. Take the plastic bag and try try again next time. Yeah. That's a really, it brings me, I immediately think of like when I go into like a coffee shop and it's like swamped, like I'm like, I'm getting the easiest coffee to be made possible. I'm not going in and getting like a Frappuccino mm. with this and that and like the bibs, like the whole like, laundry list of how I want it to be made. I'm like, give me a latte with oat milk, please. Like just couldn't be yeah. more straightforward if you tried. I don't and know, it's Chris, like, cause I've heard you order a lavender cold foam, <laughs> like 
That's not true at all. Don't even start. We couldn't even make a joke. Yeah, not yeah. Yeah. Literally not even true. One, that's never like And then he's like, Can you put these in separate cups? And I brought them with me. So No, that's I'm not a Tahira, as as she says. As she, remember Tahira's remember Tahira's like oh, yeah. coffee order. Yeah, no, but like it's the same thing as like look at what's happening in front of you. If that's like absolute mayhem, then like make it the easiest transaction that you can make. Cause yeah. I don't want to be there for a yeah. while. Yeah. I just want to get out and get my coffee and go. Yeah. Right. But I mean, and we've talked to Megan at Hunu and like lots of different people. There's little things you can do. Just bring a cup with you. Or if you don't have your cup and you're at a coffee shop, ask if they have cups to stay and then sit and drink your coffee. Yeah. That is more sustainable. Yeah. Totally. And, and if you don't have a lot of time, get an espresso. Yeah. Take I want to add to the grocery shopping comments. One last thing that I think I've done during the pandemic that's been my favorite ha- has been getting um, a soda stream. So America, please get Dear yourself God, a soda stream. America. It is literally life changing. Um, for those who don't know, we live in a walk up. So when you know the pandemic hit, I am a seltzer drinker. So I would carry cans upstairs, and then on recycling day, I'd carry cans down, and I was like am I living in a simulation? Cause all of a sudden it just felt like my life's purpose was just bringing cans up and bringing them down on like, <laughs> like level of like the people that go through the garbage to get the cans, to get the five cents for it. Like, like you know, and they're, there's they a have like, full bag. A, like over, like, like a, a Grinch level tower of like cans. Like that was our house every day. Like there's something soothing about like the wow. sound of bubbles coming up, oh, like a fresh pour in a cup. It's ASMR. I like it. I enjoy it. And I didn't want to be without it. And so then I thought about doing a soda stream. I kind of was skeptical. And when I finally got one using my Bed Bath & Beyond coupons, I was wow. really satisfied. And it's honestly been wonderful. Last Christmas, Chris got me a couple tanks and it's lasted me through the We still have the them, right? I'm on my last one. And yeah. he got them for Christmas last year. So it's it's done the work, you know. Uh, and it's cardboard like the can the the like canisters of CO two come in cardboard and you then can ship them back to yeah you can send them back and they refill them so it actually is circular um, yeah it's very a few holidays ago Daniel's parents got me a soda stream and it's magical um my we got it thank you we got it for my mom and she literally said it was the best gift that she's ever received yeah 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 and like if you're a seltzer drinker if you're a soda drinker. I, it's just so fun to like, I like to like crush up like fresh ginger and yeah. honey and like make my own like ginger ale kind of thing. Like it's, it feels good. And it's fresh. also like not for nothing, not giving that whatever dollar to the large soda yeah, like the Coca-Cola company yeah. or like Nestle. PepsiCo or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, people. and I think the other thing too, is even like with, with like, like mixology, like, you know what I mean? Instead of making, I mean, I get it. It's different, like tonic water and club soda have different flavors to them. And that's the reason why they're used. Mm-hmm. But if you're using, if you're going to mix, like, you know, it's the holidays and you're mixing your friend a drink and it's, they just want like, I don't know, like us, you know, like, like alcohol with, a, with, the, with some fizz. It's like, yeah. you can just use that instead of buying like club soda yeah. for no reason. You know what I mean? And I got mine with buttons. Well, and what's interesting is like soda in cans is more sustainable because aluminum is infinitely recyclable, but usually soda in plastic is less expensive. Yeah. And so we found ourselves in this dilemma where I'm like wanting the cans because they're less 
waste and we're wanting to spend less money so we're like enticed by the plastic yeah. and soda stream really eliminates all of that so yeah true yeah. you said you got one with buttons i was gonna say that i got one with buttons there's like different models on there get the one with buttons you can choose your level yeah how, you can get like you want it. immediate burping is like three buttons like the, the level three is like you're like immediately burping which yeah. is great oh, i'm analog what yeah, we have to like no. Yeah. Oh, I know oh, what to no. get you for your birthday now, because that one is the no. one with the three buttons is banging. It's pretty nice. It's I would say it's really nice. Wow, I'm really happy for you. Do you think for one second we would get one that didn't have like three different levels? Like you know me enough now. I think of you as being like top notch. Like we want the deluxe model. Yeah. Yeah. You know me. I drink it. Anyway. Not that he weighed in on the purchase. I purchased it myself. Hassan, you, we went back and forth for weeks. That's about hearsay. What, are you kidding it's me? fucking hearsay. I don't Are know you kidding me? I was like, I'm getting this, and then I got it. Sure. Okay, great. We live in a fantasy world because that's what we do. Anyway, tell me a little bit about, be like, sustaining a fact that you are married, work together, and live together. Oh, is that a okay. is that a hot topic? Is that hard to ask you? Oh, it's hot, baby. It's hot. <laughs> you want to start? <laughs> um, yeah, it's we live together, we work together, um, and we work from home, and we work from home. It's yeah. all very pandemic. Um, it's cute. We like each other. Um, that's good. We it's work cute. together well. It's cute. Um, nobody wanted it to be, like, I don't know anyone that wants it to be a pandemic right yeah. now, let yeah. alone like still, let alone like Omicron or like, I can't, I just can't. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't make it easier, but I think we're doing like the best we can. In this situation. Like, is there ways that you guys make it like, be like, this is work time and this is like marriage yeah. time. Well, like, is that a I thing? Mean, two different things. One is that our home office is on a different level than our like home home so we work downstairs and we live upstairs and like we don't work upstairs that's so that's really important yeah and the other thing is that we don't do everything together like when we first started working together my mom was like obsessed with this idea that you know, like, well, what about Mario's idea for the dress? Or like, I want to like contribute, like give him an equal, you know, uh, credit on everything. Like the byline should be like by Daniel and Mario. And he's like, well, no, I have a different job, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. logistics, customer service, outreach, like so many wonderful things and that this business really needs. And then a sounding board for me as a designer. So I'll come up with an idea and he'll say, I have an amazing fabric that I just was sorting and I found and I think you should use for this. Or here's a reference from something that I love that I think would inspire you. And, you know, there is so much that he contributes to it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I'm the designer and he's my business partner. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I, I feel like it's so nice to like, be told these things and get these compliments and be like, oh, well, you're so personal, like personable. You should like, why don't you do this interview? Why don't you ever do this interview? Or like, oh, you're so handsome. You do, you know, like that sounds great. Like pour it all yeah, over stop me. But at the end, <laughs> I'm like, eh, just like, oh my God, all of the compliments, I take them. Um, but like, I have no desire 
to be the face of anything. Well, and that's like not your job. It's like what you said. Like, it's like not your job isn't to be the designer. Your job is to be like the business manager ask. Like if I'm boiling it down like hardcore. Also, right. it's called Zero Waste Daniel because it's Zero Waste Daniel. Yeah, it's I joined this yes. like, already progress. Like he started this business. This business existed when we met yeah. and we decided to work together. But like now it is our business, but that is, I am not the founder. I am not the Daniel. I was, I, we spoke about this earlier. I was not sustainable. You know, I yeah. didn't have an idea. This isn't make. America's like top best friend is really. Yeah. Great. And you know, I think a great way for us to be able to work together is to actually have a legitimate working arrangement. Like it's a corporation. We have an operating agreement. There's like, duties that we are obliged to fulfill in order to maintain our status as business partners. Yeah. It's not like happy go lucky, like whatever, like there's like, there's like paperwork involved. We're not like baking pies from home in our kitchen and like calling that a business. It's really like, although we do have a home studio right now, we, that is a result of the pandemic and we like moved our entire production operation into a home studio. And we also work with factories around the city to produce like a very high quality garment, Yeah, you know, and then we're running a business where we're shipping thousands of garments every year. So it's a different situation than just like, we want to start a business together. As Mario said, he sort of joined the party in progress and he had a significant management background. So in addition to having studied fashion design, and done fashion production, and then worked in restaurant management, he came in here and helped me tighten the screws on what our operation looked like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's important. We're not like, we're not in our basement doing arts and crafts. Like we're running a business during a pandemic. So we just happen to like move that onto a floor that's the same. Like in our home. In the same building that we live. Yeah. To like reduce our need to commute and expose ourselves to. The coronavirus. The corona. Um, so yeah, um, I would say hot tips for how to do that, um, have a working, like a legitimate business agreement and working operation, uh, arrangement, um, separation of tasks is really important for us. And then something we were working on as the pandemic started that hopefully we'll get back to is we don't always work on the same schedule. So just because it's, you know, Tuesday at this time doesn't mean that we're both like on right now. So we don't watch each other work. We check in with each other. We have like a morning meeting and then go about our day. And and that's kind of it. Yeah. And also like be like, if anyone is thinking of doing this or is already then know this. And if you're already doing this, then you probably know this. Like it's reality. Like some days are just going to be difficult. Like some days you are just going to bicker for a couple of minutes. Well, just like every job with any, with any other coworker. And it's going to, the conversation is going to sound different because your partner's like all around and like, that's okay. Just, just like move, you got to move on. Yeah. And the couple of things that we've done to try and alleviate that situation are, you know, being really direct with each other. We try and leave our feelings out of work. Work is a job. And although you might have a feeling, like your needs are more important than your feelings at getting the job accomplished. So you might be feeling frustrated that the other person did X, Y, or Z. But if you say, 
I need you to put the receipts in the receipt basket, then it's much easier than like, when you do this, it makes me feel whatever, because then that brings our relationship into work and that's not what we're doing at work. And it's just, yeah, and it's just a different set of emotions because when you're at work, which, you know, I've worked in a corporate setting, that is where my management background is from. You know, you, there are emotions that I felt at that job that I will never feel at this job, but there are different emotions. For example, when a boss would tell me that I did something wrong, you know, I would be, just like somewhere between like devastated and hating them. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I did all of this work and this is wrong. And also like, we think you're like, you're an asshole because like, you know better just because like someone put you in this position. I never feel that, but now my feelings can get hurt because I'm like, my husband just told me that like, he thinks my idea is terrible. Not that he would necessarily like use those exact words. Yeah, that's a you, terrible idea. You know, like, and that's it's it's just different. But it, I don't know if it's better or worse. I just think it's different. And you know, all, work is always going to have that sort of like set of, uh, you know, it's not necessarily nice all the time. But on the positive side, you know, I feel like I trust my business partner so much that he always has my best interest and the best interest of our business at heart. And so even though there are of course challenges as there are with any job and any team, I feel like I take so much pleasure in the peace of mind it gives me to have him ha be the number one person who asked my dad. Mm -hmm. Oh, you. Yeah, I, I wanted to know, <laughs> so when did you guys start your relationship and when did the business side become part of your relationship? Was it something that was, you know, did Margaret come in to fill this role that you needed for your business? And then you guys had this ma magical connection that just couldn't be okay, ignored. Stop. <laughs> or, I mean, actually, there isn't just not two options. There, there's a, so there's a we dated for about a year before Mario really started, like, flexing his ability to help. Oh, my God. I can't help myself. Like, I can't. I, like, I could not help myself. I, like saw opportunities and then I would just be like, I'm gonna fix this, I'm gonna fix that. Um, and I have a personality that just like, I have to like be helping someone. And like, it's not necessarily like, oh my God, he's so helpful. It's like, oh my God, put that down, like walk away, stop, stop helping. Um, but I like to be like working on things. Is that, that that's Yeah, so it just kind of crept in. At first it was like, can you help me write this email? And then, you know, he would say, I saw someone in your workshop doing this. Like, do you mind if I say something about it? And then, you know, I have an idea for someone to connect you with for this. And then before you know it, my email is on his phone and he's logging in to post something. Yeah. And so it was a gradual operating agreement. So it took about two years of knowing each other and dating to get to the point of like officially working together. Um, and it took about a year to even start that process. Yeah, totally. And, you know, towards the, the like end before I transitioned, I guess like important fact, I worked in restaurants, I worked in restaurant management. I was truly doing both. I was like working in a high end, like high volume restaurant as like a general manager in the walk-in box freezer answering emails for Zero Waste Daniel. <laughs> like wow. truly like hiding in the freezer answering yeah. emails. Yeah, he was sort of doing his job full time while he worked another job for two or three months before he was like, okay, it's- I can't it's do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was like, 
this just like zero waste Daniel kept getting more and more like this is my priority. Um, and the, the as that happened at the same time, the opportunities just like kept growing and the brand kept growing. So we were able to to do it. Uh, Interesting. Okay, let's let's do advice. Is dating three people at once sustainable? Question mark. I'm casually dating three different people and I'm nervous what to do if all the relationships start escalating. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Like, I think that there's always room for relationships to, like, develop in your life. But I think that dating those three people at once should show you who you're most interested in, right? I agree. I'm just so about like honesty and transparency. Mm -hmm. So like if you are dating three people and you can't juggle this and you're or like you're lying to any one of those people and not like omission, like you don't have to tell people your whole like life when you're meeting them. But if you are like dating anyone and then it's like you're telling them that you're doing something else when you're actually seeing another person. Right. Like I'm having dinner with a friend, but I'm like really sad. Is like the other person you're dating. Like that's messy. That's not good for anyone. And it's not good for you. I also think it's all about, like you said, transparency. Like until you say you're exclusive, you do whatever you want. Yeah. And I also think like, what is the, I mean, like, what is date? Like, what is dating? Like, are you like going on, going to dinner? Have you gone to five dinners with each of these people and you're just like seeing what's up? Are you like, once you veer, I agree with you a lot, Mario. Like if you, once you start to veer into like, I'm juggling and I'm like doing this or like I'm getting drinks with one and then going to dinner with the other and they both think that I'm, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm lying to both of them. That's where we start to get, that's not sustainable. Cause then you're, you're going to just like fuck yourself. And like, yes, you're not beholden to any of them. If you're like in just like, if you're just casually dating three people, but then like when one of them does escalate, you then do need to reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah. And you shouldn't be doing escalating if that's true. You know what I mean? Like, I, think, I also feel like you should be telling people, like, I'm dating other people. Yes. Absolutely, and yeah. not that you need to, like, tell them right when you walk in for the first date. But, like, if people start to be like, okay, let's, like, like, if one of them slaps you with, like, whose family are we visiting for Christmas? And you're like, huh? Like, that's right. that's not good. No, no. And, like, you know, you know when it changes. Like, you just know, right? Like, suddenly you're spending all week together or you're like you're having you're having sex and you're sleeping over you know what i mean like things like that like it's like or you know what they're doing when they're not with you like i feel like when we first started dating i knew like you were like oh i'm gonna go see my friend laura we're doing this and so i knew that like you were you could have been talking all the time but yeah we're talking talking, all the time communicating yeah i think that if you were dating three people uh, and you're actively dating them i think that you should become closer friends with your friends because I think that they are filling in a social... Wow, slam. I mean, I'm being yeah. honest, and it's not a place of judgment. I try, I'm try. i trying not to put judgment in there, but it's like perhaps like you juggling three people and not being sure about them is something you can explore, but also I think that you should probably start seeing your friends a little bit more. They probably miss you. They probably wonder, where, well, what are you doing? Yeah, but we don't when know that. When I met Mario, I have been single for like 18 months, maybe two years, and I was not really dating. I was like putting myself out there, but not seeing anyone regularly. And my friend suggested that I start dating as like an activity. 
And she was like, you should go on lots of dates with lots of people and just like meet lots of people, mm -hmm. right? And in that experience, I probably went on five, six, seven different dates, mm -hmm. but I didn't have second dates with anyone except for Mario because I didn't like anybody else. So I feel like this is an interesting conversation. Like why, what about each of these people do you want to continue moving this relationship forward? Because if you have friend chemistry with two of them, but you only have like sexual chemistry with one of them, then are you really dating three people or do you have two new friends and a potential new boyfriend? Do you know That's what, what I'm saying. Or, and like, I, I wonder, I asked for more clarification and didn't get it from the writer, but like, I don't know. It's like, how are you, how, what's the end goal of this? You know what I mean? It's like, do you want to be in a relationship or do you just want to go and like have dinner with people and like have a good time and like make out at the end and then right. go home? You know what I mean? It's like what Hassan was saying with how familiar you are with each of these people. Like, are you texting each of them every day talking about your day? Cause that's like not in my opinion, that's extremely not sustainable in my opinion right. versus being like, Oh, what are you yeah. doing on Saturday? Oh, I'm doing this. Okay. Let's get, I'll meet you at this time. Okay, great. I hope you have a nice day. Thanks. That right. to me is like completely yeah, sustainable. Total sense. Yeah. I, I, I would need to know more about what dating means. Yeah. Like, because I don't use the word dating of like, unless we're dating, we're dating. So like <laughs> and I, dating yeah. three people sounds crazy. Crazy. Not just, I could not compartmentalize. I'm incapable of compartmentalizing like to that level. And it's completely. But it's also just like, why, like what, again, like you're going to hurt someone's feelings. And again, like you do whatever you want, like whatever, who fucking cares. But like, are you actively like leading on two people and you like one person? Like, that's another thing to ask yourself. And that the answer might be no, but like, are you just dating people to be like playing the field? Cause you don't want to get serious with one person. I don't know. It sounds emotional. Right. It sounds like. Someone who has maybe a little fear of commitment. And you're writing into us because clearly you don't know if it's sustainable. So, like, I think the answer's no. Yeah, no, I would say no. And if I was on the other side, if I was one of those three people, and that's, like, I, if that question was written and I knew one, I was one of those people, I'd be like, girl, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think it's another thing is, like, if someone starts to escalate and you're into it, then you need to drop the other people. Right, Totally. Period. I agree. I also want to say that you already know how you feel about all the, the three people. You're just not making a decision about it, which may, yeah, that's true. may not agree yeah, like, with me, but I think people do. Yeah, look in the mirror. <laughs> Dear God. Well, I think we've answered that question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, next question. How can I be more sustainable around the holidays? Question mark. I have a large family, so paper plates and paper napkins, disposable forks, etc., are put out usually. There's so much food and lots of junky gifts that you buy for people because you feel like you have to. What's a way to cut down on all this holiday waste? Hmm. I would say start by remembering that aluminum is infinitely recyclable if you clean it and roll it into a two-inch ball or bigger. So... If your family is headed in that disposable direction and you're doing all the trays of, you know, different foods and whatever, rather than getting out those Ziploc bags, use aluminum trays, use paper instead of plastic. Like you can still go the single use or more disposable route and use more natural and recyclable materials. 
And it's those little changes that add up to, okay, next year for Christmas, I'm going to get everyone a really nice reusable Tupperware and they're going to be able to bring their leftovers home in it. You know, it's like cumulative. Yeah. I was going to tell you, I was going to say like, tell people to bring their Tupperware with them. Like we um, just had holidays at my mom. We just had Thanksgiving at my mom's and we brought our own stuff and we didn't bring enough, but it was nice to have our own container. I don't have to return it. I don't have to like, it's mine. Um, so I feel like that's always really nice. And then you can kind of sort of like plan it. And if you are bringing a dish, then you already have a container to bring it, some, bring something home in. Totally. Yes. I, I think, you know, Daniel has taught me uh, a phrase, uh, uh, radical personal uh, accountability, radical personal accountability. Um, How have I like, not heard this yet? Go ahead. Um, basically it's like, you are only really responsible for yourself. You cannot take on the world's problems. You cannot mm. take on the problems of your family. You can like step out there and educate and lead by example. Like help. Yeah. Own. Like be, yeah. A like supportive show, person. Yeah. If you're showing up to aunt Millie's house and like she uses, you know, plastic cutlery, you can just have a fork in your pocket because you know, and people will ask you about it. And if, if you know what, if that makes you feel like if you're going to have like a families are hard. So forgive yourself also. Like if you're going to have a mental breakdown because your family's going to start picking on you because you brought up like a, a metal fork with you, then like maybe rethink your family, but also like whatever. <laughs> <forgive> yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or Mario, you can be messy and be like me and like ask for a metal spoon. Like, I love food with plastic. No, I love food with like metal, like silverware. Yeah, like, I've I've talked about this already that like in our home, like we have like every like porcelain, like good version of like every like little takeouty thing that you would ever want. Takeout yeah, tastes yeah. better with like my own silverware. Like I'm yeah. convinced I, yeah. We had sushi last night and we literally had our, I mean, like we got a takeout. So there were takeout containers like, oops. But we got um like, the soy sauce, we had a big thing of soy sauce. We had our like mm -hmm. soy sauce little dipper things that are mm -hmm. porcelain from Crate and Barrel. Um, we got, we have our own real nice, like wooden, not like disposable, but real wooden chopsticks. We mm -hmm. have um, Chopstick the holder. little holders that like you put on the table that you like put your chopsticks on so they don't have like rest right on the dirty table. We have the, you know what I mean? It's the like we have. Clean. At every moment, we have, like, the little version of, like, whatever you need that's, like, real. Yeah. yeah. I think, too, is, like, if you really want to go full tilt with stuff, it's, like, could you bring plates that are real? Yeah. Like, could yeah. you bring plates that are, like, you know what I mean? Even if it's, like, not at your house, like, could you bring a bunch of your plates and, like... I don't know. That's like a little insane, but... What's your commitment level? Like, yeah, if this is that. an aunt or an uncle that yeah. you're close with, like, I would feel comfortable calling my uncle and saying, hey, you know, as my gift, I will do the dishes. Mm, that's so, a like, great gift. Let's, you know, let's yeah. use the real dishes and then you don't have to worry about cleanup. I'll do it. And, I, and if, if you don't want to do that, you don't want to do that. But like, that's one idea for how to approach it. Well, totally. And I think that's one of the other things is that they said like there was a lot of like you buy like a lot of gifts for people because you're like, oh, well, I'm going to be exchanging with this person. I kind of need to give this person a gift. We talked before about make it be like a service or like a ticket to something or like, yeah. um, An wait, experience. am I, did I dream this or did your dad say like, do you want me to buy, pay or what's it? Can I reveal this on the podcast? Yes. Go ahead. No, we talked about it yeah. already. Uh, my, like after listening to our 
Black Friday episode, my dad literally was like, I will pay for your car insurance because I heard you said you wanted that. And I was like, that is one of the best gifts anyone has ever offered. Great gift. Guess what else is cash, as everyone on this podcast knows, that I love. Like, give me $100. That'd be great. Cash. Thank you. Or a gift card. Love a gift card. Love a gift card. I love giving people a gift card to something that, like, forces them to spoil themselves. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to give you a $150 gift card to Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Or I was going to blow it on something stupid for yourself. I was literally going to say a Bloomingdale's gift card. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I also think that, like, getting one of those, like, I feel like I would be that uncle who would be like, I bought you a tree. And if you want to go visit it, it's in Sri Lanka. Dear so God, Hassan. Have fun, like getting there to go say hi to it one day. Like, I feel like I may be that person to my future like nieces and nephews. So I'm pre-apologizing on record <laughs> about this. But I think those are like funny it. gifts. I think one year I almost got us... Um, in Ireland or oh Great Britain, you can buy a tree, you can have them plant it, and then you become like a lord or something. You almost of- bought us that. I did. I almost <laughs> bought it. It cost $160 for a certificate that says that we are sir. Yeah, because you, own like, sir, we're you lord. own like a square foot of, yeah, of it's like, like land. Yeah, you need like a, a specific yeah. amount of land. Yes. But I was like, that could be a really good gift. And you get to plant a tree and it feels nice. And it's a warm memory. And I feel like that is priceless. Like, I also feel like wait very know, quickly, very quickly. How dare you invoke when um, Wendy, Doctor Wendy, pull up in the Sri Lanka? What? <laughs> but continue. <laughs> pull in the Sri Lanka. Go, go ahead. Go I feel ahead. like you can also do it in the gifting, like you're saying. You know, so if you're gonna buy like trees or whatever, you can buy carbon offsets for everyone for the holidays. And when they're That's like, "Where's my gift?" You can be like, "Well, you wanted to use the plastic cutlery, so I got you carbon offsets." There you go. God, you're that's like that's like that's trench that's warfare. Not. That's the first shot in a, in trench warfare. But yes, if yeah. you want to really be messy, then yes, that's actually yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm here. Like for that. there yeah. it is. Like some no, people have yeah. trouble starting that conversation, and some people's families will fight back. So yeah. or you just keep it local. Like, hey, I bought everyone dinner at the local hospital on us. Like, you're welcome. It's in your name. Like. Um, I think things like that can be really nice where you're giving, it feels really good. And then you don't have to wrap anything. Like mm. it's just a statement or an email or something like that, which could be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I a digital gift card, nothing better. It's, it's in the, it's in the sourcing, it's in the supplies, you know, if you want to be more sustainable and you're, you know, your family is going to be wasteful, get everyone stuff from the local bulk store for their holiday gifts, you know, support the businesses you want to see thrive. It's hard. I think to not get junky gifts for people. Like, you know, I can, I can understand it being like the least prior, like you're prioritizing it the least on your list of things you need to purchase. And so what you end up doing is you go to like Marshall's or a TJ Maxx and you find something that's really kitschy and fun, or maybe it's your white elephant party. So it's like a lot of people may like, you don't know who the specific gift is for. I think that like, I think it's worth just picking something that represents you. Cause you may be. There's something that you would want to keep and not a chunky. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. The junkiest gifts that I buy for people on my list are people that are usually at the bottom or the people that I know that I'm going to run into or like I want to make yeah. sure I'm showing some sort of generosity in that way. Similar to this, right? The person writing in was saying like, that's what uh, I, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, it's like people I kind of feel like I have to give a gift to, but it wasn't, I don't have like a heartfelt thing to give them. Yeah. 
I, I think that like um, a gift that would be awesome is like something that you, you would want yourself because I think that's a good way of, you know, getting something that someone else would want. So instead of getting something from a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls that you're just like, oh, let me let me just spend $25. Like here's this piece of junk thing. that I'm going to get them just to have a gift. Just yes. so I can give them something. I think that, and I think someone someone mentioned earlier, like I think food is always a wonderful experience. Yes, so I think like, I that would be great. Yeah. 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 All right. Is it worth it to do a New Year's resolution? I feel like I forget about them. Wait. I feel like I forget about them after January and I never actually sustain them. For example, I had a resolution to exercise more, diet, cut back on drinking, paint more, etc., but they never seem to stick. Is there a better way to sustain a resolution? I think just taking on less. Like these are not all of my resolutions for next year. It's like like we've talked about so many times, going zero waste, like just one little thing, mm -hmm. right? I am going to stop using mm -hmm. disposable coffee cups this year. The end. Yeah, not not like I'm going to like not have any waste this year. Not, this is the year I'm going zero waste. It's yeah. like change one little habit and they'll. it's like a snowball effect. I talked about closing my rings on my Apple Watch like mm -hmm. that uh, last episode. That's like, I mean, it's not easy, but it's like one thing. Versus being like, one, one. I'm going to work out twice a day. I'm not, I'm going to do the 75 hard diet every 75 days. Yeah. You I know. also want to say that like, if you are somebody who wants to take a lot on, then you know, do the work, like take, give yourself 30 minutes. It's a problem. And the way to solve a problem is by breaking it down. So, Hey, so if you want to lose weight and you want to cut back drinking and you want to, I don't know, save the world or et cetera, et cetera. Take, give yourself the time to actually set yourself up to succeed. So maybe it is a hard conversation with your phone where you're like, I'm going to change all the passwords to seamless and like Grubhub and all my delivery things. So I'm not ordering out. So I don't eat fast food constantly. Or maybe you're sitting down and you're realizing what are the triggers that cause you to do those activities over and over again. So there's a time. So I feel like what my answer to that is give yourself some space to actually find out what the problems are and not just give yourself resolutions where you're like, I'm going to try to do this where it's like, what are you actually, what is the actual task that you're going to be doing? That's different. And give that the name of the resolution, not just I'm going to drink less. Maybe it's, Hey, I'm going to get a drink with my friend. I'm the first drink I get with my friends at every bar is a seltzer. And then I start off with my real drink after, and that will automatically cut your drinks down by. Wow. That's really good. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you don't have to start off with an alcoholic drink. I'm sure we all want to, but like, maybe that's a good way to cut down drinking. If you're, if you're aiming to do that. Well, I feel like what I hear you saying with all of these is that if you're going to add something to your plate, that's a resolution, then something else has to go. Yeah. So like mm. not just putting pressure on yourself to do more, but like, what is the thing I'm going to stop doing so I can make space for the things I want to do? Yeah. So yeah. whether that's like cutting one drink out, which is not like I'm going to stop drinking or I'm going to drink less. It's like changing one little habit. Mm -hmm. My first drink is going to be a seltzer or like I'm going to work out more. Okay. Maybe instead of I'm going to work out more, I'm going to give myself the space to work out more by doing less of yeah. Or working out more could just be like, let's give it, I'm, I'm also trying to say like specify it. So maybe working out more is like, Hey, every morning I'm going to spend 15 minutes by going for a walk around my neighborhood. That is working yeah. out more. And that is completely different, but you have to kind of label it versus just being an abstract idea. Right. But if that means that you now can't do whatever one thing a week, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I, then you can't, right? Or you, what can you combine that you weren't 
before, right? I'm only going to take phone calls from my best friend from college when I'm on a walk because, you know, before I was like not doing the walks. So now if I'm going to take one of those calls, I'm going to go on a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Also like don't feel pressure to like have a a resolution just because it's the new year. Like some, like just don't. So, I mean, a few years ago it was like, everything's chill. So I'm going to like stop drinking diet soda. And then I did, cause that was a new year's resolution that I had. But like last year I wasn't like, it, it was Corona. Like yeah, I was I trying to stay alive. Yeah. Like I, was survi- like I was surviving, but then in May I started working out regularly and I'm still doing that. Like it wasn't a new year's resolution because it didn't happen on January 1st, but it is a change that I made in 2021. Like it doesn't have to happen on January 21st, uh, sorry, on January 1st. And if that it makes you feel like, Oh my God, like I have so much anxiety because I have to start this, this day. Like you don't have to. Yeah. It should feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, don't do it because that's hopping on a bandwagon. Yeah. And add to add to what Mario is saying is like, also, it doesn't have to be for the full year. Do it for a week, you know, like maybe do it for two days and see how you feel. Maybe it's something that you think is going to work for your lifestyle and for yourself, but you end up just like absolutely hating it. And that's okay. So maybe it's working out and you're like, I want to work out, but I really fucking hate my jam, then you're not going to do it. Maybe that's what you realize in that experience, but time it, give it, give yourself a few days and then see what it's like. And then course correct. Cause like there is no, there's no one holding yourself accountable, but yourself and they're you're your harshest critic. So I think that the advice that you would give your friends is something that you probably should listen to yourself as well. Yeah. And if you want to have resolutions, then like, don't feel bad about it. Don't feel like it's hokey or something. Like I'm, I'm not type A at all. So it's hard for me to be like, I'm going to do this. And then like, this is, it's this date and blah, blah, blah. But if you are, and you thrive on that, then like, bitch, get your life, like set all of the resolutions and like, just do them. And if, if they don't all work out, that's fine. Yeah. I was going to say the thing that's really easy to do to make this work is use smart goals. I think it's something we like learned in school, but I feel like I, when I really want to make a change, I do this. S is specific. So like, it's not like I want to work out more. It's like, I'm going to work out three times a week. Yeah. Three times a week. So it's like be as specific as possible, not just have a broad one. M is measurable. So like you either did it or you didn't like, it's not like I want to eat healthier. That's not measurable. It's like I ate no meat or I ate like strictly vegetables for one meal. I don't even know if I don't quote me on if that's actually healthy, but like, yeah, like I did this, I ate this for a meal every day, one, one meal every day attainable like it can't be like i'm gonna like become a bodybuilder tomorrow like that's not attainable so it's like i'm gonna can do you have time to walk for 15 minutes every day like yes in theory but like maybe you don't so you need to do something different right um realistic so like is this realistic that you can change your body completely no so like try to make a goal that's realistic versus Or like, can you go for a walk every day if you have to, I don't know, move your car because of offside parking rules or something? You, you can't, it's not realistic because you're going to be in your car moving your, your spot. It's a very niche example, but like, I think it makes sense if you're trying to go for a walk at a time when you can't. Time bound. Like you, like by the end of January, I want to be here by the end of like yeah. giving yourself like milestones right. to then like, you're not just like for this year, I'm just going to do this because then you're like adrift for 365 days. Well, I think that's a great way to do it. I'm here for that. Period. 
I think it's a very smart way to do Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's uh, go. I see what you did there. Um, no, I want to do this. So we have decided that today we're going to do our speed round that we do with all of our guests, but everybody's answering one question at a time. Including us. Here we go. Ready, everyone? We're <laughs> all answering. Everyone, even me at and Daniel. At the same time. No, like we'll go yeah, around. We're gonna go around. It's a free-for-all. I'll shout, shout it. The same thing. No. It's like... Okay, ready? Here we go. What's one yeah. of the things that you've owned for the longest? Who wants to go Mario? first? Like, okay. <laughs> I'm already messing this up. Do I? Did I have to have bought, bought it myself? No. 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 There's oh. no rules. Oh, great. Then I have this box. That's what it, it says. It's like a wooden box, and it says my name on it. It's my Mario box. That's cute. Um, and it, it was given to me when I was still in the hospital, like when I was born. And I oh, it. Wow. that's and really cute. And there's things in it. That's it's like really... a little keepsake box. Yeah, yeah so love cute. that. Love that. Okay, so from day one. <laughs> Period, yeah. Daniel. <laughs> oh, me? Um, no, do Hassan next. Hassan, go. Um, I, I wrote down books. During my 20s, I moved, a lot, moved around a lot, so I got rid of a lot of things to make it easier. Chris would, could, could tell you that we packed a car up together so many times just to move. And I feel like the thing that I've the things that I've kept have been like like art books or books that I wrote in or like journals yeah, and things like that. Mine is um, a small Christmas tree that my grandmother got me when I was little. Yeah. And we still, I still have it. It's literally in the other room. Yeah. And it's like a teeny little, it's literally like the saddest tree you've ever seen in your life, but it's like so cute and I'll have it. I'm like, so like literally will keep it as long as I can. Knock on wood. Um, I said my childhood teddy bear. I still have it. And yeah. I love it. Nice. Cheers. Is it actually a bear? Yeah, it's a bear. It's one of the gunned bears and its name is Snuffy. Oh. Okay. Next question. What's something you use often that you wish was made with better quality? Mary, my hangers. Oh, I said the same thing. Did you really? I said hangers. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I have like the felt ones that are like you the do. like the fun, like the joy like the knockoff of like the joy hanger and uh-huh. like from Bed Bath and Beyond and I break them all the time. We break them Literally, all the time. Every time I go to grab something, it's like, oh good, there's another thing I have to put in the trash. Yeah. Awful. I've been buying like wooden hangers because I'm like, that's actually like more sustainable than these like felt ones that are like chemicals that no like problem. break all the like, time. They take up so much more space, and I already don't have enough space. There's cardboard ones that are really slim that you can recycle with them today. It's hard. But it's hard, though, because they do take up, like the wooden ones from Ikea take up a lot more space than the little flat. The whole point of the felt ones is that they're, like, really minimal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote a phone charger. I feel like. Oh my God, that's what I wrote. So yeah. Oh my God. We're really, we really we're are yin like and yang. Up. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. Yeah, God, we are it. losers. Okay, go. So I watched, like, so I know I'm supposed to be quick about this, but I think phone chargers are honestly are never well enough. Like they're not weird. Yeah. No, they break no, all the time. Well. And like, I used to put like those little inserts from pens around the end. Cause mm-hmm. like they would prevent the weird bending, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like. Since I got in a portable charger from you, I have kept the same wire for a, a while. But before that, I was going through them all the time, especially because you're on the go. Yeah. We're also now, we have like the MagSafe iPhone. So we have the like thing that you put it on. So actually like we've been, that's actually been like actually a pro of like, like those little, like the little disc charger. I mean, it just sits on your thing. There's no like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're not breaking yeah. it as often anyway. All right. So you Love said it. the same thing, Daniel. Wow, yeah, you I did. Yeah. 
Anyway, okay. okay, next one. What's one modern convenience that you cannot live without? I mean, I said my cell phone. Yeah, fair enough. Hassan? I wrote SodaStream. Um, if I could pack it on a, a plane, I would bring it. Because it's just... Where is the travel size? At SodaStream, when are you making a travel component to that? Because I would like to make my own bubbles on the go. LOL. I said Google Maps. True. I use it every day all the time. I was going to just write Google in general, like just to Google things, because I do that all the time. But like Google Maps and like both kind of is my answer. Did you guys both put... put Oh, sorry. No, I put heating and cooling. I just like need to be able to control the temperature. I almost wrote that too. And I love air conditioning. Interesting. I get so cold and I just like, I can't function. Yes. That cold. I, almo- I almost wrote the same thing. Yeah, All right. True. Next question. What do you find yourself always spending money on? I mean, it's just so easy. It's food. I just like cannot help myself. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm at the deli or a grocery store minimum four times a day, every single day. <laughs> I've already been out twice today. <laughs> love it. Hassan. I wrote food slash sunglasses. I'm shit you not. I've lost countless amount of sunglasses in my life. I have bad luck with sunglasses and it makes me feel so sad because I look so great in them. Hassan, we went to the Woodbury Commons outlets with our friends Laura and Eric and we walked into this sunglass store and the guy goes, hi, can I help you find anything? And Hassan literally goes, yeah, glasses that fit my face. And we, uh, me, Hassan, me, Laura and Eric laughed in the store in the man's face for 20 minutes i'm serious i mean you know and the man was like up his butt being like hey, what about these what about these? like the guy was great like i he, love a personal shopper he did like, find he, gla- he, he did in fact find glasses that fit his face like that did was achieved two but of them two it was of the funniest that thing that i've ever seen in my entire life With anyway that being said for those on this okay, podcast no. who don't know i have a wide set frame so not every sunglass fits this beautiful mug i have to Kind of find the ones that work. Okay, anyway, continuing on. Charging cables and cords is my answer. Mm. Uh, I said food and fabric. I don't need any more fabric. Yeah, and you I don't. can't stop buying fabric. True, it's true. so embarrassing. True. So now you know. <laughs> well, is it usually because like the fabric's just so gorgeous and you're like, I need to get oh, this? Yeah. Or it's like project specific. Like I oh, have no, I everything I need except the color that was that, on. That like oh. they want. <laughs> They're like, I want this to be like aqua oh, blue. And you're like, fuck. It's like, yeah. can you make it aubergine? And I'm like, no. Can I make it mauve? Like, yeah. Um, okay, next question. What is your least sustainable habit? Candy. Buying <gasps> candy. That's what I put. My I God. Yeah, you well. you talked about that last episode. You were like, we don't need as much candy. I was like, you guys are eating candy a lot. Oh my God. I spend an embarrassing amount of money at the bulk store because. I feel better about myself buying candy. Are bulk. we talking like a Skittle? Are we talking like a, what are we saying? What, what's happening? Sour Patch, watermelon. I'm worse than him. I will, I, I, I I'm actually Patch. not, like I will buy a bag of candy for real, for real. Got it. I will. Yeah. Hassan. Um, I wrote electrolytes. So I love buy like that drink says like the coconut one is so good. Um, so there's like a vitamin water, like a vitamin water, like, Usually, you know, on the way home from a night I, I, a night out with your friends, I may grab one just because it will make the next morning feel that much better. So I feel like that's my least sustainable habit. Take off. Mm, mm. It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely for that would be on my list too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you said candy. I'm sorry. I'm like standing there. Yeah, like that candy. Candy. Um, All right. Most, here it is. What is your most sustainable habit? 
Marianne. Okay, this is like not meant to be corny. It's true, but it's like being married to Zero Waste Daniel. <laughs> that's a great answer. That is a great He's answer. Just like, that's like the most sustainable thing I do. Like he, like, cause like, you know, you like live together. So it's like co-op living. So like by living with him, I'm just like naturally much more sustainable. That's great. Wow. Hassan. Um, I want to say that my most sustainable habit is probably composting. I think that's, but I'll, again, like I don't ever see the final product of it. And I'd also say that I like to take public transportation if possible. Like I really love like a train or a bus. We recently got a car this year, so it's been a little bit different. But before that, I like loved taking like, as Chris will tell you, like a Via. Remember when that was a big thing? I, uh, I love taking those, a shared. I was like, why like, not? Let's take a shared ride. I was like, like I'm not cares? paying money to get in someone's car with another person. I mean, like, it's what? different now, but this is pre-pandemic. I was like, what's wrong yeah, with that? We're all going to the same place. I'm like, I'd rather walk. And so I, I dropped that habit, but I, I feel like I loved, love, love a fairy if I could take one of those anywhere. Okay, anyway. Um, I also said composting, but I also said taking care of my clothing. Mm, I feel like I'm very I'm good sure, at like yeah. taking care of my clothing. And like, will yeah. I buy things and then donate them or sell them? Yes, but like the things I do have, I take really good care of. That's very true. That makes sense. Um, I said my company Zero Waste Daniel is yeah, the most sustainable. I thing would agree with you yeah, there. <laughs> it's just like my life's work is to take all of these little scraps of fabric and turn them into things that people didn't realize we could make or that had value. So I love that, and I uh, plan to do that until I either die or upcycle my last scrap. And I have thought to myself many times, I will stop collecting fabric scraps at some point, And when I use the last one, I will retire. And then we will investigate cold cases. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna investigate uh, cold cases. Well, you have all the structure to just make it a podcast now, so. All right, well, that was the speed round. <laughs> Um, thank you both for being with us. This was fun. And this was actually one of the first ideas we like had with this podcast was like at the end during Christmas, we would, we would have the two of you on, which is funny that it's finally here. Well, thank you for supporting us through creating this season and, and all of the endeavors that we do. And Mario, I love you. Oh, Hassan, I don't know you that well, but I love you too. <laughs> I feel like I know you guys so well, just cause Chris talks about you guys so much. Yeah, this is true. This and is true. It has been a pleasure to watch um, you two like be very thoughtful and um, intentional with this podcast, and it's been wonderful to watch you guys make it happen. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Love that. Um, all right. Well, thanks for being here, and we'll be back soon with the last product review of the season. For our last product review, we had a product we were going to do. I had it all planned out. And Hassan actually had a really good idea. And he said, why don't you do a product review type segment where you talk about making a podcast? Like, like review. Is, is that review making a podcast? And is right. that sustainable? Is, is making a podcast sustainable? Yeah. So uh, this is the only podcast I've ever made. I know you've made up. I have made two others. Um, I have been a guest on other podcasts in the past. It seems like from an electronic waste standpoint, 
there is room for improvement and sustainability, right? Like there's a lot of packaging in the setup. A lot of packaging in the sense of like when you're buying your own equipment, there is packaging. Most of that is cardboard and paper. Right. Very few things were plastic. And the equipment is reusable, like very reusable. Oh, hell yeah. And if you're doing this, like, at, like let's say it was like a serious XM kind of thing, like you in theory might be recording on the same equipment that someone else is also recording on. So there's opportunities within the world of making a podcast for your podcast to be like a co-opted resource. Yeah. Like if you go to, you just pay for the, you pay for the studio time and then you're using someone. Yes. Right. Um, in terms of like a time commitment, it feels relatively sustainable for me. I feel like it's, I feel like it took more time than you thought it was going to. Is that correct? And that doesn't need to be negative. It didn't necessarily take more time than I thought it was going to. It was almost more like I thought I had more time than I did. Got it. Understood. And like, I always felt really comfortable putting in the time and the work. Mm -hmm. But I feel like one of the things is like when it rains, it pours. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, you know, I'm not doing anything. Let me like add this exciting project to my roster. And the world was like, JK, you have other shit going on. Um, And so it definitely felt like something that, you know, and we talk of course about lifestyle changing and small mm-hmm. adjustments mm-hmm. feels like the, th- the kind of thing where with more planning and small adjustments, it will be even more sustainable. Correct. Um, I think another part of the sustainability part of it is that we like to do it in person together it's the best way we love to see each other and be together. And I like the banter, the banter is good in person. Um, but like being stuck in Manhattan, I live in Hoboken, you live in Brooklyn. We live two rivers away from each other. And the land that separates those rivers is literally the Island of Manhattan. That's true. So the traffic that I've waited in, like going back and forth, you as well has not, is very unsustainable. That's true. That's true. Um, definitely have wasted a lot of gas driving back and forth. So there's and not the, that. And I and oh. I we've talked about doing a second season and saying, is there a way where we can both record on good microphones together? Right. I mean, the is bar. there is like can we be in our own homes and record on good microphones, both of us? And I'm like, yes, but I need to figure out what that is. And I'm sure that's a very easy answer and someone can tell us, but I need to figure that out. But the answer is yes. So that eliminates some of that. But also, I like being in person with you and it's fun when we're able to be together. I literally love it. I love doing this. And in some ways, it is part of what sustains me. It's doing this. like a creative outlet. And I've loved like getting to know you better and our our budding... Friendship, friendship lo- so our love, as your mother would love. say. Love. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the friendship crush that I've developed on you yeah. is um, on fire. Yeah. And <laughs> it's I, it has also many of the conversations we've had with many of our guests this season have helped me with personal problems. For sure. And like definitely, I, 
what I will say is I've had other podcasts before I've interviewed people about their lives. And I will tell you that there are some conversations I've had on that podcast that I still think about today. And it still sure. shapes the way that I think about a certain thing like today. Um, and I feel like I can add a lot of conversations from this podcast to that. And I think that's like an extremely valuable thing. I'm thinking about the creative process with Crystal Method. I'm thinking about friendship with Kate Casey. I'm thinking about how we discussed the reusability and sustainability of materials with Michael. Yeah. Michael. So, you know, these these things have helped me work out and continue to help me feel increasingly more confident and, you know, relate to other creatives on things that I think are universal for a lot of people going through this pandemic, going through the creative process, going through relationships, all, and it's so, it's, it really is something that has helped me sustain myself. Yeah. I love the podcast. No, I do too. And I really like doing it. Like I really do. I think it's like, if I have to give like a rating like, I think it is sustainable because I think it's something that we really both enjoy and we get a lot out of it. And like, even if we literally have zero listens, which we don't, we have more than zero, but like, even if we would get zero listens, like I would still like to do it because it's like, it actually is a lot of fun. And I think we do have really good conversations on here. Yeah. And I feel like we're flexing other muscles that normally we don't use at work. Mm -hmm. And for me, having been a guest on several podcasts, but never having hosted one, I feel like I have new information, new respect, new experience to bring to being a guest in the future. But I also feel like I've gotten out of my comfort zone and grown a little and pushed myself a little. And that's something that I need to feel that in order to keep motivated. Yeah, you definitely have. And I think I mean, remember when we were recording the titles and you were like, more energy. I was like, be like more excited that you're here. And you were like, okay. <laughs> and you know, I like I had a background as a performer and I haven't done that in such a long yeah. time. So getting to use that part of my brain and my body and exercise those muscles is really fun. Well, how many times have I said to you while uh, we are like starting one and we haven't done it in a while? I go, oh God, I'm really rusty. I can just tell. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and you are like, uh-huh. And I'm like, and then I'm like, give me two more minutes to like shake this off. And then like, I'm like, and then we're off to the races, you know? Yeah. Some of the hidden costs, what I wasn't expecting and where I think we can work to make it more sustainable is in the like marketing and social media side, because everyone says things like, oh, you should get on social media. You should get on TikTok. But like just doing our TikToks is taking me, you know, 15 to 30 minutes a day. And that's 15 to 30 minutes of my day. And I love doing that and it feels sustainable. But at the same time to like add one more social media platform to that would be another 15 to 30 minutes. And like, there's only so many minutes in the day. And like for what, like for what? To what? To be on TikTok. To what end? You know what I mean? Like, but to add another, to be like, oh, let's do something on Instagram for the Instagram. It's like, for what? Like, right. Isn't the point that it's a podcast? Yeah. And not everything. Yeah. Right. And even not for nothing, even the most famous podcasts, like their social media following isn't there because it's not about the podcast social media following. It's about like ours or like what? I don't know. And as I just said at the beginning of this episode, I'm like ready to fucking get off of social media. So what the fuck does that matter? You know what I mean? Exactly. And 
And I think that this has been an important lesson in those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. And even though a TikTok will get 2 million views, doesn't mean an episode is going to get 2 million listens. No. And even though an episode gets a lot of listens, it doesn't mean that anyone from TikTok listened to it. And, so, and like, yeah, it's not all, it doesn't all carry over. And I think one thing that this project has done for me is that kind of self-worth and gratification that you can only get by achieving something. And so we set out, we had a goal and then we like fucking did it. Yeah. We achieved our whole goal. We did an entire season of this podcast and I'm really proud of that. And that is the kind of thing that feels like a feather in my hat that helps me sustain my opinion of myself. And there's so many people that I talk to that come to me and they're like, oh, you have this new podcast or you had these podcasts in the past. Like, I really want to do that. Like, can I talk to you? I had a friend text me the other day, like, hey, I want to talk to you about podcasting, like what it's what it's about. Like, you know, like just I want to have a conversation with you about it, like a general, excuse me. I want to have a general conversation with you about it. And I'm like, right. absolutely. I said, I'll tell you the first thing that I say to everyone is that it's a lot more work than you think that it is. 100%. And it's a lot of stuff you have to learn for the first time. But yep. um, it's, why was I saying that? Sustainability. I mean, I'm thinking like you as an editor, like you don't just have to sit there and record the whole thing. If a podcast is two hours long, then like that's two hours plus of just listening to the actual audio of it to get it right. So yeah. like hours and hours of work go into every episode. Hours and hours. And like, if you don't have the extra money to just throw at something like you, it's, you got to do it all yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and I've, true. I've used studios for other podcasts and like, it's not cheap. No. So I feel like there are barriers to entry. There's a steep learning curve. There's a lot of things about it that make it challenging. But I think that we were the right two people to do this podcast together right now. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm really excited about a season two. Me too. I think another thing to say really quickly and not to like break, make it be like a fucking Debbie Downer, but like people think, oh, I'm going to put out five episodes of the podcast and it's going to, and I'm going to be like fucking famous and it's going to get 8 million listens. Like, no. No. I mean, I've, I've talked to very successful entertainers who have their own podcasts and they're like, you know, it's something to do. Yeah. And it's like, and I mean, there's very famous celebrities that have podcasts that I'm like very, very much a fan of that I didn't even know how to podcast because- I wasn't searching their name in the podcast app. You know what I mean? It's like even right. people with like legitimate, like real star power that would have, that have lots and lots and lots of people that are their huge fans. Like I just found out that Chelsea Handler has a new one called Dear Chelsea where she does advice. Like See? literally yesterday. And I was like, and I love Chelsea. Like what? You know what I mean? So it's like, celebra like celebrities are struggling to get their podcasts in people's ears. So like you will too. Meanwhile, I talked to a friend of mine the other day and he said something to me like, oh, you've been really busy or like, I haven't talked to you that much. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's just a lot. I got a lot on my plate. It's holiday orders, the podcast, whatever. And he said, you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah, if you want to listen to it, it's all like on my social media. And he was like, oh, I should get on you know, I'm not on Instagram that often. Meanwhile, I looked at his Instagram immediately after that phone call and he had 16 stories up. Yeah, so like- I was like, you were on Instagram while we, we were, were on talking. the phone. Yeah, like literally while we were talking, yeah. So, what a you know, and it's not to say that, you know, like algorithmically, I might just not be popping up for him. Yeah, right? like what, and so, also like whatever, yeah. 
Uh, and 100%, like, why does my friend need to listen to my podcast? Uh, he doesn't. But the point is, there are so many hurdles. Yes. And I think that you really need to be in this for you, right? Because and because you like it and you have fun with it. Exactly. And um, I like it and I'm having fun. And I think like when you, like, if you build it, they will come. Like, yes, it's so fucking stupid and cliche. But like, I was going to... I used to have a podcast called Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa where I would interview people just for themselves. Like, you know, yes. you just be like, tell me about your yourself. Like, here's something yes. about you that I want to, like, talk to you about. Yep. Um, and I was going on my old, like, like hosting service because I was going to just cancel it because I was going to, like, I, well, no one, like, no one's listening to this anymore. Like, why the fuck am I doing this? You know what I mean? Like, I don't need these to be up there anymore because, like, they're from years and years ago. It doesn't matter. I go back on the the service and I'm paying like what five dollars a month for them to exist. Like it's sure. not a big deal. Something yeah. nominal. Yeah, super easy. Um and I'm I look and like they're getting more views monthly like than sometimes they were when I was actually doing it and like putting it on my social media. And like I they're all love- outdated. It's all like, you know what I mean? It's like there were people, there's people that are still listening and finding it and I'm not pushing it and I don't, no one else is, but like, it's interesting that that's, it's still like, you know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen. I love when you have content that just like performs and performs in perpetuity. Yeah. And it's interesting. like when someone's like, oh, I don't watch that show. And it's like, well, go back and watch it from season one just because it's, happened years ago doesn't mean it's not good anymore well and and, it, and it's something where i'm like oh should i do this again like should i pick this back up because clearly there's some people that are listening to it i don't know it just was very interesting to see that like something that would be buried in the internet like like there's nine billion podcasts with actual celebrities on it let alone someone that's just a producer that no one sees you know what i mean that no one knows like that there were hundreds of people a month that were still getting episodes of my, that old podcast I mean, I think that that's great. And you know, all the more reason that you should, A, leave them up there and B, maybe revisit it. I know. I was thinking, I've been thinking about it because I just, I don't know. It's just very interesting. But on the whole, I would this, say is this, this is sustainable, right? This is sustainable. Yeah. Um, What a great first season we've had. Thank you for everything. You have really been just the rock of this podcast. Stop. You've made it happen. Stop. You're incredible. I love I you so much. You. I, I love, love you so, so much. much. I love you so much. And even if literally we get off of this podcast right now and never do another episode, which is not going to happen. But happen. if that was to the case, I feel like I met a new friend and like yes. someone I actually really connect with really well and like do not want to home wreck them, but want to be a really good friend. Amen, sister friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dear God in heaven. Um, Congratulations. Chin chin. Happy con- holidays. Congratulations to us. <laughs> This is insane. Okay. Um, I love you so much. Um, we'll be season two might be just around the corner. You never know. Yeah. And we want to hear what you want us to review and who you want us to interview. So if you have ideas or questions or comments, you message know, message us. us. Yeah. Message us, email us, text us, like do whatever you need to do. Message our yeah. personal accounts, you know, that's right. Yeah. Um, thank you and, so much. And until next time. Bye. Do you have a question you'd like us to answer or a product you'd like us to review? Send us an email at notsustainablepodcast at gmail.com. Or leave us a comment or send us a DM at This Is Not Sustainable on TikTok or This Is Not Sustainable Pod on Instagram. This podcast is produced by me, 
Zero Waste Daniel. And me, Chris DeRosa. Artwork was done by me. Editing was done by me. And if you couldn't tell, we literally did this all on our own. Special thanks to Mario and Hassan for allowing us to turn our living rooms into recording studios. And thank you to all of our guests for their unfiltered honesty as it pertains to sustainability. Until next time, 